0: Only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Let's cook, 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 cook. Let's cook. Let's eat. Let's eat. cr 855am, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand. Lots of ways to listen to all the shows on 3CR, including this one, out of the F- Out of the Pan. First broadcasting, noon till one, Sunday afternoons. And that's noon till 1, currently Australian Eastern Summertime. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay respects to Elders, past, present and emerging. Also acknowledging the intersection of the rainbow communities and our original inhabitants, and that includes sister girls and brother boys, and acknowledging their unique contributions to diversity on and around all the lands. If you're listening live, thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news as they do every Sunday from 11.30 till noon. Lots of ways to get in touch with the show, and that is outofthepan855 at gmail.com. You can SMS six one four five six seven five one two one five. You can tweet at Sal Gold said so, and that's the bottom line. And look for the post on my page, Sally Goldner, on Facebook. And I'm joined in the studio by a fabulous guest which is why I opened with a track from Paul Kelly's album, Comedy. And we're going to be talking a lot, so don't stop us talking. Welcome to the 3CR Studios, Joanne Brookfield.
1: Thanks for having me, Sally. It's lovely to be here. A
0: pleasure. And may we just clarify which pronouns you use, if any?
1: I am a cisgendered, white, heterosexual, so you can just call me a basic bitch. <laughs> a basic bitch <laughs> pronoun Well, look, we respect anyone's <laughs> pronouns in the world of gender. Yes, no, I'm a she and a her and all of those uh, feminine pronouns. Thank you for asking, though.
0: That's fair enough, because it's always important to respect everyone's gender identity. And, well, um, comedy, it's Melbourne, the city of festivals. I mean, we're Melbourne Queer Film Festival ends today. We've got the Flower and Garden Show. But starting Wednesday... Well, we're one of the three great comedy festivals of the world, along with Edinburgh and from out of Montreal. Um, The Melbourne International Comedy Festival and you, in a way, are very much a part of it because you've got um, an event and a book to talk about. Tell us about it.
1: Correct. Well, like anyone in Melbourne uh, this close to the festival, I'm pretty much losing my mind right now. (laughs) But but, yes, I've written a book. It's called No Apologies. It's about women in comedy and obviously uh, it's released, not obviously, I'm telling you, it's being released on the 1st of April, which coincides sides perfectly with the Melbourne international comedy Festival, so we're doing a one off uh, chat show where the book comes to mm-hmm. life so um there's there's opportunities uh to keep the conversation going. you can either read the book or you can come along and see the see the show and uh yeah in, you know uh, that's something that I guess that's really important to me I, you're probably going to ask me why I wrote the book yeah uh, so um yeah, just so that we keep talking about all these issues
0: well absolutely there's a whole you know there's a whole intersection going on here of you know, um, just before we came in, we were chatting. It was about oh, eighteen months ago when Me Too really sort of, you could say, broke out. Oh, of course, the issues have been happening for a long time, um, but also, you know, the intersection with the comedy festival. So, what did prompt you? Was there a was there the proverbial aha moment where you said, "I'm going to write a book"?
1: Well, look, in some ways, it's a book I started writing about ten years ago. I'm a journalist; that's my day job. So, I, I've always wanted to be a writer, became a writer, have lived as a writer my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was doing stand-up, and just to let the listeners know, Sally and I met back in the day when we were both doing stand-up comedy.
0: That's right.
1: Uh, a long time ago now. Um, but yeah, so um, when I was I was performing, I was keeping sort of notes and you know journal entries and whatnot with the view to one day I might write a book about what it's like to mm-hmm. be a comedian. And, um, you know, things happen and time passes and things change and then suddenly I'm talking to publishers about uh, writing a book and then I was like, well, let's make it about women, plural, in comedy. Mm. Um, You know, sort of there's so many of us now um, and obviously Sally and I were just talking off air about the importance of diversity and that's Mm. comedy is such a fantastic art form for for representing that and so uh, I'm hoping that the book really reflects that because I was very conscious about trying to make sure that I get a really good spread of voices in there to... Um, To reflect, really, the reality of comedy, but uh, comedy also reflects the reality of society too. So um, it's important to make sure all these people are seen and heard.
0: Well, I mean, just having a look here at the the huge list of people you've interviewed, Geraldine Hickey, um, who's part of the Rainbow Communities. I'm going to go at random here, Bev Killick. Um, Who else have we got? Lisa Skye. Is always creating trouble and I'm allowed to say that <laughs> um, and does such a good job and, of course, a big tick to her safety house guide that's um, emerged and has been crowdfunded. Helen Thorne um, from Scummy Mummies, um, just a few. But also you've gone beyond comedy in itself because um, you've interviewed the fabulous magician Kath Jamison and a big shout-out to Kath and also an up-and-coming musician who I don't know exact labels but is a, I will say it, under the rainbow somewhere and a person of colour and that's Creatrix Tiara. So there's all these people coming up. So you've and you've gone improvisers, Anna Rasenbrink, um you know, there's just everyone here. So it's a good range.
1: Well, I was really wanted because comedy, obviously, um, stand up dominates the comedy festival, yep. and stand up is my first love. Mm. Uh, so, obviously, that's also reflected in the book. There's a lot of stand ups. But comedy is, um, it's, it's a broad church in that sense, mm. and it's also used as an element in a lot of the other performing arts, which is why I just thought, well, you know, someone like Kath Jamison has, you know, if we're talking about female trailblazers, she's, she's out there in a oh, male, heavens, magic yes. is a male dominated kind of field, and mm. she's been out there for 20 years now, going for longer than that, actually. Actually. and and so I talked to her about you know some of her experiences because comedy is a part of magic and obviously circus uses it, so Deborah Batten uh, from A Good Catch Circus is in uh-huh. there as well and um, impro- improvised comedy, obviously that's a, it's a whole other skill and I have nothing but awe and admiration for improvisers because I spent some time in the US and did uh, classes with UCB and I'm like, oh my God, I just bow down before improvisers because I can't do it. It's 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 hard. It's difficult, and the good ones make it look effortless. So there's improvising there. So I really wanted the book to be diverse in every way you looked at it, in terms of the art forms represented, presented, the ages of people, you know, types of com- comedy, content of comedy, how people identify, et cetera. Et cetera. So yeah. I tried
0: really hard. So oh, look, I think I think you have you've um, and you've also gone um, beyond Australia, Canadian, uh, and I'm not sure of the pronunciation here. I think I would say Ivy Stamatov. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you know that that's really cool as well because that's important. I mean, the more, as you say, the more div, you know, diversity. Is, um, I like to say we need every dot of an intersection covered, is really important. So yeah, that that's really cool. And I'm, I'm obviously well. I mean, it might sound a silly question. Obviously, they were willing to, but was it challenging to talk of, for them to talk about the experiences, or did it flow?
1: On one level, um, I guess. There's a couple of producers in the book who obviously don't spend time on stage, but most of the other people are used to being on stage and used to talking and all the rest of it so in one sense, they're already out there telling their stories, so that that sort of comes easily but there you know there was some there was some stuff that came up that you know you kind of go, well, that's sort of um you know. There may have been a few tears shed in a couple of the interviews. Let's just put it that way.
0: Fair enough. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens as we go on with the interview. But we probably should mention that it may be that we talk about some specifics and therefore give that content warning, which I must have not forgot to give at the start. Um, but, yeah, look, this is – it is something that's very necessary. So we've – well, dare I say, we've set the stage. We've um, got the microphone out and done a, someone's come along and done the 2-2 moment. So having set that up, let's have another track, which um, is comedic from someone. Well, he, 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 granted, a male, but is very diverse. Here's someone who combines comedy and music of both kinds, country and western. Here's Wilson Dixon. And there ain't no shame in being country. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3CR.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. And if you're on Twitter, at Sal Gold said so and at Jay Brookfield. And um, we're talking about No Apologies.
1: You can get your copy of 3CR's book at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy.
0: Or online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop.
1: Get a piece of your own history. On sale for just $30. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now.
0: You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR on demand. Lots of ways to listen to Out of the Pan, first broadcasting noon till one Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. And I'm having a chat today talking gender. Um, Melbourne International Comedy Festival, only a few days away from um, the opening night, as they say. And I'm joined in the studio by Joanne Brookfield, who's written a fantastic book, um, or facilitated, you might say. No apologies, um, women claiming in comedy, claiming their space, finding their voice and telling their stories. And we mentioned some of the names, but there's also lots of others. Joe Stanley, Denise Scott, who got knocked out of Dancing with the oh, Stars. I Woo! But I've got to say, um, Courtney Act is doing pretty well, the mm. last I, I heard. Um, Wendy Harmer, Geraldine Hickey, so we said Judith Lucy, Kate McLennan, Rachel Berger, Fiona O'Loughlin, Felicity Ward and... We have, of course, to give a shout-out to one um, comedian comedian in particular um, who's who identifies as part of the trans community.
1: Yes, Anna Piper-Scott is part of the uh, the No Apologies crew and uh, she's actually going to be a guest on the, the chat show as well, uh, oh, yes. the live event during the, the Melbourne Comedy Festival on the 13th of April. But, yes, Anna's definitely in the book telling her story Um and sharing her insights about her experiences in comedy, because obviously uh, Anna spent a decade performing prior to transitioning, so ah. has a particularly interesting um insight into being able to compare and contrast the the experiences
0: well yeah they're, now that that will be interesting said so, so this somewhat always interested no not somewhat this always interest, interested student of gender over on this side Woo. um yeah, and look um Jordan Raskopoulos has talked about this too um, you know, and um, said, you know, look, um, that there was some degree of male privilege early on, but um, has helped tried to help other comedic, comedians of well, or comedic, comedic people, I'll get my tongue in today, of all genders um, along, which is really important. So we'll come to the, um, the um, sort of panel event that you have in a minute, but I do let's get to the nitty gritties here. Mm-hmm. What sort of stories came out? Throw a few at us at random.
1: Oh gosh. Well, I guess I guess to <laughs> only something- a few hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. The well, the book is about. Um. I tried to achieve a couple of things with the book, so. On- On one hand, I want it to be a book that simply answers questions people have about what it's like to be Mm. a comedian, regardless of gender, just, you know, what it's like doing your first gig and do you get nervous Mm -hmm. and the questions that comedians always get asked. It just so happens that everyone answering the questions in this book identifies as female. Um, But also it's about that idea of, uh, I guess, slightly more politically of, you know, claiming our spaces and and using our voices, but how do you find your voice in the first place? And I guess really a lot of the stories are just about... um, persisting um, is a really big theme, I guess, that Mm. emerged in the book in terms of, you know, I guess when you put yourself out there in any kind of way, you get knocked around a bit and you need Mm -hmm. some courage, you need some resilience, uh, you need some, you know, determination, some ambition, all these things. And I guess that's why the book's called No Apologies is to just not apologise for um, existing um, Mm. and, and wanting to put yourself out there and have your say and be you in, in whatever way you want that to be. Um, so I guess that probably doesn't answer your question in terms of specific stories. Um, but, you know, I've, I've chatted to all kinds of comedians about, like, for instance, one of the stories Denise Scott told me was how she wanted to quit um, comedy when she was about to turn 50, for instance, and... Mm-hmm. Um, And I just kind of really like that as a story because one of the things that was important to me too was to make sure I had a good representation of age groups. Absolutely. So I've got women in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s in the book um, because we're always told as women to expect to become, you know, invisible as we age and, you know, if we're, you know, uneffable at a certain point then, Mm. you know, our our worth or whatever is no longer exists and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And so for me um, that kind of visibility was also important just for from the age um, demographic as well. And so Deborah Batten uh, is the acrobat in the book um, and she's, you know, close to 60 and still performing, it's still uh, performing um, circus, doing tricks, acrobatics, all the rest of it. And I love her story because I just think it just really shows that, you know, age is no barrier and, you know, just keep going. Like, um so that's just a couple of examples that are springing to mind. Who else was? T- what other stuff? Um, you know, I've talked to people about um, also how comedies changed. Like, so, so yep. some of the some of the comedians that were sort of like Wendy Harmer and Rachel Berger and Fiona Lachlan and Judith Lucy, people who have been at it for a few decades now, sort of um, you know what it was like back then and how it compares to now. So you know stories about you know for them starting out and. And, and i guess there's also stories about you know younger newer comedians starting
0: out too so um what did yeah. those those comedians you mentioned say about how it's changed mm.
1: look in some ways it's, it's a funny thing because in some ways um it hasn't changed at all uh because you can still find a lineup that is all men you know that's you don't have to look too too hard or far to still find that but in other ways um you know, we've come, it made enormous strides, I feel. And I think one of the good examples of that is people vote with their dollars and how we buy our tickets. And so, for instance, like, the comedy festival I mentioned before I'm a journalist, I've written the uh, cover story in today's Sunday Age and magazine about Ursula Carlson and the reason we've uh, run that story today is because she's making history as the first woman to do a full run at the main hall uh, of the Melbourne uh, Town Hall for her comedy festival season she's not the first woman to do solo shows there like Judith Lucy has obviously done shows in the, in, in the town hall, uh, the main room of the town hall before but um, it's you know, Ursula is this massive ticket seller, Judith is a massive ticket seller Yeah. With with Denise Scott, the two of them with their show Disappointments in 2017 sold more tickets than anyone else in the festival. So, in that sense, uh, women are really doing extremely well in terms of audiences craving their content and, you know, wanting to hear their stories and, and see them shine. So in that sense, we have come a long way. And obviously you mentioned Lisa Skye before with the Safety House Guide and stuff like that. And comedy is really uh, progressive in terms of the way it can react to where we're at. And there's another room called Lemon that's run by um, Laura Lee Mathias, and she's sort of uh, striving for similar things. And what I wanted to do was kind of platform and amplify the work of these people who are who are doing it at the grassroots level are, are putting in the hard yards of, you know, w- walking the talk and they're creating spaces that are inclusive and, and giving then platforms to other performers who might be more marginalised or might might have trouble getting gigs or feel intimidated in other spaces mm. and, and stuff like that. So I think in that sense, um, you know, comedy is really changing uh, a lot in terms of that sensitivity that
0: these kind of issues yeah, no, very, very, very much agree with that. I think that people are just fed up with well, the, the stereotypical bad, bad um, cis male comedy was the, well, dick jokes and um, or is my hairstyle nice or something. And I think people want more, and they don't want, um, you know, prejudice and stereotype. And I think people are over it. And within the LGBTI communities, I think people are fed up with. So-called MCs and comedians who are there there's been doing biphobic or transphobic material mm. And, you know, we've got to bring everyone along and bring everyone together So I, I, I very much agree with that I think that it is turning And it just means, you know, people have got to keep giving each other a battery cable, so to speak And, you know, I was thinking, um, you know, I found the stand-up world a very supportive environment of each other Both as people and as stand-ups There's a pride in the industry and, you know, people will say, we'll give you a hand up, obviously, to a point. Then you've got to do it on your own, be the battery cable. And I found that a lot. Um, I've, uh, and I've got to give a few mentions, actually, I think, that are very worthy. Janet McLeod, who runs Great Rooms as well as yourself, which is how, um, yes, my first gig um, I, it was a combination of meditation and bourbon. I'm not sure if that's <laughs> healthy. <laughs> But you ran the room, and thank you for that. And, you know, sort of said, this is a beginner's night. Give people a break sort of thing, which I think you need. I think we've all got images in our heads of Statler and Waldorf and the Muppets and poor Fozzie Bear and what he went through. (laughs) And you need that safe spot to give yourself at least a flying chance. And I did, you know, and a couple of people who came along said, i want a partner of someone I knew. And they, this person said, I don't normally laugh at anything. And you made me laugh. So that was a good ride. <laughs> and also, I've got to give dry human thanks to Nellie Thomas, because um, I saw Nellie perform and knew she was an out by woman. And I wrote to her and said, how, you know, I'm thinking about doing this. And she said, look, it's... This was 2003. She said it's tough for women, doubly tough for lesbian and bi. You'll find it triply tough as trans. But go for it anyway. I reminded her of that a couple of years, and she said, "She said, look, always, always. Try, I'm always trying to be helpful, Sal, so. <laughs> but she is, and I've found a lot of support. Also, geez, Louise. Mm. Um, so I think there's that there, and it just keeps growing. But also credit to lots of the males. The late Dave Grant was a lovely guy who was very supportive as well. So you know, I think it's there. But you know, we're, this also gets to the other side of the um, the the stage so to speak as you say the booking and the people in the power what's what's going on there
1: well I guess um from from the interviews I did for the the book um one of the things I was trying to again spotlight was that idea that you can just create your own spaces and you mm. can create your own work and 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 work together so you know that's why um I like uh, the Cates, for instance, that who are making it at, at the moment get in on ABC TV. Like, they're a really good example of two women who have worked themselves into a position of power and are now using that power to make sure that you only have to watch the show to see that their commitment to diversity is there in terms of how they've cast the show. But... Behind the scenes, they're also making sure they, you know, like throw that rope down, the battery cable, as you said, To, and they're actively seeking out other writers that, you know, TV's a hard industry to break into, mm. but they're actively seeking out diverse voices and people with different perspectives to ca- to come forward um you know, and be a part of their, their writing team and, and likewise on their crew, they're making sure that there's, you know, good representation there behind the scenes and stuff like that. So they're one example of, I guess, you know, women in power um, really, you know, doing absolutely everything, they literally everything they can do with the power that they have to yeah. create as quickly as possible, the change they want to see. And and I guess to, to bring it back to sort of more that grassroots level with people running rooms is obviously, you know, there are women who run rooms and who are conscious of making sure their lineups are diverse. But equally it's still, I mean, there's a chapter in there. I'm not a not a fan of open mic nights or rooms and mm-hmm. uh, they're very problematic spaces and we really need to, I think, as an industry, uh put some work into making them more inclusive and friendlier I mean you mentioned my room that was a long time ago when I was running effectively an open mic night but I was very conscious about making sure my lineups would be very balanced in terms of gender and and things like that and um, you know just caring about the well, the quality of the the night for the performers but also for the audience and um, but you know certainly some of the open mic nights I've been in and in recent times too they're dreadful, um, just really bad, uh, just in terms of the content and the quality and uh, lots – so it's like – and that's a problem because if – I mean, you you were lucky enough that, you know, you came into my space and I really care about creating a nice space and so you had a good experience and you kept going. If you had to come into my space and it was just horrendous and people were saying awful things on stage and treating you badly and not, mm. not welcoming you, you may not have ever done another gig again and then we would yeah. have lost you as a voice in comedy and so – That's why it's really important that that people's first point of contact with comedy is a welcome and inclusive one because, you know, because too many people... And Annie Louie, who is doing remarkably well, she's just recently been given the first stand-up grants that are in honour of um, Eurydice Dixon. Mm. Um, She's doing great work, but she was telling me, and this is a quote her in the book, um, you know, she had some experiences and she's a Chinese background and just kind of racist heckles and, and experiences like that that she just said really put her off for months at a time wanting to return to these oh. spaces. And so um, that's why I think it's really important that um, yeah we, we need to, you know, do something about that. Because I mean, further, further along, it's fantastic. I mean, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival have to be applauded for, you know, their um, commitment to diversity. Again, they, they've got their class clowns, they've got Deadly Funny, you know, they've got raw comedy, they they take comedy all over Australia, they're taking all this stuff um, really seriously in terms of, you know, policies of um, safe space working environments and all that kind of stuff. They're doing. You know, great work, and that you know they really hats off to them for that. But you know, they're not you know like there's also these outlying per- mm. peripheral small rooms and independent operators and all that kind of stuff, and there's a few problems going on out yeah. there. Yeah.
0: So two you know, two contrasting points there, I, I'm, and I'm, I must admit I'm a little out of the scene these days, but geez, Louise, still um, rocking along or is it sort of Well, it's more
1: uh, – I, I went along last year and it was more just like a, a panel discussion, like a one-off, ah. one-hour panel discussion that was held at the Wheeler Centre from mm. memory, uh, just talking about a few of the issues. So not like it was as a, a full-day seminar and yep. workshop
0: situation. Fair enough, yep. But the thing that's got me here is if we don't do open mic nights, how does that person, regardless of bourbon and meditation, how do they get their start? How do they get up in front of a, I'll say, a um, a cold-called audience as opposed to something in a safer space like, you know, I know G's Louise had an event at the end, which is going to be really friendly. Where do they get their start if we're not going to do open mic?
1: Well, I guess... That's why I've sort of highlighted people like Lee and Lisa and and people like that who are trying to Ah. create these spaces. Annie Louie, for instance, has opened her own room in response to her own experiences. Ah. She's, you know, so there are, absolutely there are spaces where Ah. if you want to perform comedy, you can, um, and and in in environments that are, you know, maybe not quite so brutal. Um, But, you know, technology has transformed comedy entirely Ah. as well. I mean, you can obviously, you know, shoot your own stuff, upload it to... You know all the all your social media platforms, YouTube, whatnot. So I guess there's now you know multiple ways you can express yourself comedically that weren't so easy or accessible. You know a couple of decades ago, like if you wanted to make sketches, you pretty much had to either have a huge budget or um, you mm-hmm. know had to have a TV show and a TV crew behind you. Now we can all shoot our sketches on our phones if we want and um, be you know there's alternative ways now to to express
0: ourselves. Cool. Of course, said me, um, still thinking, oh, I'm so 2012 because I'm on Twitter. But anyway, (laughs) um, no, really, I'm I'm more up to date than that. Anyway, um, so seriously, yeah. So the talking panels, of course, um, one of the things that you've got as part of the festival is a panel. That's um, right. To promote No Apologies, the book that you've written, and um, so tell us about that: who, when, where, who, what, how, so to speak. <laughs> All
1: right, so it's No Apologies, the chat show, and uh, yeah, I just really wanted to bring the book to life. I mean, one of the things I want to do is as I'm going along with the book, trying to create uh, myself uh, different. I mean, obviously the book is a really great way to bring attention to some of these voices uh, out there in comedy that, you know, obviously I've got some very famous women on the cover of the book like Ursula Carlson and Judith Lucy and I'm hoping some of their fans will buy the book and then they can read about performers that they might not have come across yet. And so the book is one way to kind of amplify some other voices but then I wanted to also be creating live events so that people can get to see these people in action. So uh, as I said before, Anna Piper-Scott is... uh, fabulous trans comedian and she's gonna be one of the guests on the chat show and the Fringe Wives Club are going to be uh doing some singing and dancing for us and uh, I've got a few other guests that I'll be announcing sort of a little bit closer to the time but yeah the idea is basically just to sort of I guess really like we're doing right now is just have a chat about you know what it's like to be a woman in comedy in um whatever year we are now 2019 or <laughs> yes. however far into the new millennium we are now um and, and just have some fun with it, you know, maybe get serious, maybe get funny, you know, a few questions from the audience at the end, that kind of thing. So just a, a nice way for, you know, people to engage with the book in a different way, I guess. And and like I said earlier, um, you know, it's really important to me that, you know, we're in a 24-hour news cycle and it's really easy for stuff to happen and then, and then it's brushed away really quickly and I just think, you know, we need to keep, this stuff at the forefront of our conversations because that's how we change minds, which is how we change behaviour. So um, we need to keep talking about all the issues that pertain to women. And then when I use the when I use the word women in this context, I'm really being inclusive because that you know it's a really intersectional sort of mm. thing about it, it, it's women, it's you know all the women, women of colour, trans, queer, you know, yeah. etc. Um, so I do mean it in a very inclusive way.
0: Yeah, it's actually just struck me a thought that um, you know are there. I'm not aware, as so I'm not engaged as, um, to any great extent anymore, of pe- um, stand-ups who identify as other than male or female, um, non-binary. Um, I suppose there's another there's another wrinkle well, as well.
1: Lisa Skye said she identifies as non-binary. That's right, so, of course. So she's in, in there as that. But, um, yeah, look, she's the only one uh, included in the book that identifies as non-binary. But, you know, again, it's that thing about, like, bringing all of this stuff to yeah. attention, so we can, you know, sort of these people can come forward and feel comfortable, uh, you know, yeah, being out and proud of it. However, that is
0: that's right. So the book appropriately is launched on April first, April yes. Fool's Day, and. In those immortal words, will be in all good bookstores across Australia and New Zealand, (laughs) and I do hope, including Hez and Hyenas. uh, Absolutely. Yay, support the good people down there on Johnson Street. I'll be there next week for a big outside broadcast, find out why this is a face for radio, uh, (laughs) for Trans Day of Visibility, very visible, and, of course, when, where, who, what, how for the panel discussion, the chat show, April 13th. but
1: At the Malt House, and it's at the very respectable bookly hour of 4 p.m., so... Uh, you can come see the the chat show and then obviously if there's anyone you like, uh, go see their show in the evening.
0: Yep, and so that's Saturday, April 13th at 4pm down... Um down south, um, just on um, South Bank. Um, how's all the roadworks going? No, let's talk. Oh, <laughs> oh God, I shouldn't have mentioned that. <laughs> but seriously, get um, into that now. And is, is, that, um, is there a um, price for tickets or is that a free? Um, to... No, it's,
1: it's a $22 to $25 price point.
0: Okay, for um, the chat show on April 13th on Saturday afternoon. I think we've got it covered.
1: We have indeed. Thank you so much, Sally. It's been really lovely to reconnect with you.
0: It is. Let's um, let, let's do lunch more often. <laughs> um, seriously, it has been good. And, and again, thank you for um, having that ro- uh, having that room again. I'm, I, I, I was as I've, I set you off here. I'm, I'm not sure why I haven't got back. Am I too busy? Is there a blockage somewhere? I don't know. But I'm glad I did what I did, and I wouldn't have started without that space. And feel very grateful to all the people, including yourself, who gave me a hand. And it's a good, happy part of my life that I remember. So that's beautiful. Thank you, Sally. And as also, well, as those people who suffer through my three-hour education sessions know with my warped sense of humour, probably had some transferable skills. (laughs) So thank you for coming in. All the best for No Apologies. It's a book that's very timely as we strive for gender equality and equity in every sense of the word gender. So all the best for it. And um, yeah, um, look, launch again a book in the shops on Monday 1st of April. Um, recommended retail price twenty nine ninety nine published by Echo, and 22 to $25, as I've just seen down here. The chat show, Saturday, 13th of April, Cooper's Malt House, 113 Sturt Street, South Bank. Bookings at the au website. Joan Brookfield, thanks for being on 3CR. Thank you, Sally. We'll um, have some more news, including some great news about the fabulous young trans woman Georgie Stone, coming up um, after we hear from, well, um, a pair of. Of funny comics who can also sing as well. Here's um Bob Down and Pastel Vespa and their um Beatles medley from Bob Down's Jazzy album of the nineties. Three CR eight five five AM, three C R Digital, three C R dot and three C R on Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Bob Down and Pastel Vespa from Jazzy. There's two um diverse entertainers who are funny and can sing. What is it? Two out of three um Performing things. What is it that people are usually good at singing, acting, dancing, in whatever combination? 3CR 855 AM, 3CR digital, 3CR.org.au, 3CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally. And I've roped Joanne Brookfield to stay on and be a guest commentator for the rest of the show because there's 15 or 20 minutes left, and why the hell not? Because we can, and all that sort of thing. Um, great news in today's paper, and that's about Georgie Stone talking. Um, not quite comedy, but um, some visible trans women, Georgie Stone's going to get a role in Neighbours, which is pretty awesome. Um, and she's going to be a character in the much-loved soap opera. Some people on my Facebook page said I didn't know it was still going, but uh, <laughs> that show, and I must admit I wasn't quite aware either because that shows you how much TV I watch. But um, she approached the show's executives a year ago suggesting that Edens. Edinburgh would be the perfect setting for a trans character and she wanted the role both her parents have been on neighbors um so there you go um two fabulous actors and um it is about human stories so yes trans stories is a human story and came up with the idea of having a young trans person on the show and she got a response to me two hours later that's amazing Whoa. isn't it yeah well as you say um um sometimes people go oh yes there's a good idea so Filming of her guest role will start in June and the character on screen at the end of the year. And as a trans woman, playing a trans woman was significant for her personally, but for the trans community as a whole. And I'll agree with that. More positive visibility we can get, the better.
1: Absolutely. And just to to tie that back to the book for a second, that was one of the things that Anna Piper Scott was talking about. Because the reason she's in the book is because I saw her um, Gibbo Award, Golden Gibbo Award nominated show, um, Almost Lesbians. And it was fantastic because she did that with uh, Sophie Josk, who's bisexual. Ah. And um, it was just this gorgeous, life-affirming show, but it was about all these kinds of issues, and that was one of the things I just loved about it, that it was talking about being trans and all these different things, but in just such a positive and life-affirming way, and that's what Anna said, that, you know, it's really important that oftentimes... When trans people do get some kind of visibility, it's focusing on the tragedy, the struggle, the trauma, Mm. and that it's really really important to have, I guess the balance of, you know, these positive stories and people being happy like out in the public space going, I'm trans and I'm happy and and this is, I think, such a fantastic story that Georgie Stone is just, you know, I mean, I love the audacity of just going, no there needs to be a trans character and I'm calling up the producers and I'm going to tell them and I'm going to be that person to play that role and I love that. I just think that's so Fantastic,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, look, very, very awesome. And of course, got to give credit as well. Um, a younger trans woman, Evie McDonald, was on a show a couple of years ago on the ABC called First Day about a young trans woman's first day as she moved schools, only to find that the bully from her previous school, um, when she was there in inverted commas as a boy, has followed her there. Which and but it ends up that was a short one off pilot, but now it's going to be a series. So, this is just awesome. This is the sort of visibility we need in all sorts of mm. arts and entertainment of a whole range of diverse women. And as Georgie says, when I was growing up as a young trans person, I did not see anyone out there who, who I could relate to. Well, yeah, um, as someone, um, if Georgie's 18, I'm 53, 35 years earlier, <laughs> same thing. Um, you know, there was Carlotta, but of course we weren't allowed to stop and watch her, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um, and so, yes, it's breaking new ground. It's a great story, she says. Um but I hope there'll be some other people who um, have felt isolated will see this character and that they're not alone. And I do love the quote from the producer, um, Paul Herbison, at the end. She is an exceptional young woman. While back that, um, mm. she and Evie McDonald, I mean, I say this a lot as an older trans woman to see, or trans person, to see younger trans and gender diverse people coming through now, getting a quicker start in life. Um, just awesome. And Mm. I had a... Actually, I'm going to throw a great story in. Just yesterday, I went, I'll say, to some nearby shops just to keep it a bit de-identified for my usual Saturday morning coffee (laughs) and also to do some grocery shopping. And one of the local shopkeepers who knows me started talking. His grandchild has come out as trans and he just said, I don't quite understand everything because I'm older, but he said... Um, That's my grandchild and I love them And I'm just, well I walked out with some um, Soggy chicken fillets or something (laughs) And it's just things like that You know, make me as a middle-aged Chook in a pansexual um, Sort of go, yeah, we're sort of going in the right direction Mm. So this is huge And well done to Georgie and family um, For all their, you know, good stuff that they've done Absolutely So, very awesome Let's have another quick track Um, And here's someone who combines humour With country music Here's Becky Cole and Better Woman. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3CR.org.au. 3CR On Demand, Um, Out of the Pan with Sally and guest commentator Joanne Brookfield. (laughs) Join me, Sally Goldner, the presenter of Out of the Pan for a live broadcast on International Trans Day of Visibility at Hairs and Hyenas on 31st of March 2019, organised by Transgender Victoria with 3CR. With co-host Mama Alto, we'll be moderating a live panel discussion about issues, experiences and intersections between and about trans people of colour. Get your tickets online at tdov2019.eventbrite.com.au That's tdov2019.eventbrite.com.au Or listen live to the discussion right here on 855 AM on digital and streaming online. Only a week away. Excitement builds for the big outside broadcast. Um, Well, the not-so-exciting part. Find out why this is a face for radio. Sally Goldner on 3CR 855am, digital3cr.org.au and On Demand, out of the pan. And we're just about to wrap up. Just do a few quick events um, for trans men, um, who I always think still need a little more visibility. Um, The Shed for Trans Men um, is on today in Carlton. Um, for buy people, um, buy bees buzzing in, the buy discussion group, also at Carlton on Tuesday evening um, from around 7.15, may have to check which room we're in but definitely at the usual location and Bent TV is still rocketing along on Friday night and Trans Family this month on the 5th um, Saturday had to move rooms. Um, But the usual time of around 2 o'clock, although for those family members wanting to attend the flower and garden shows on nearby, um, perhaps leave early and find parking or something or try to take public transport, people love their flowers. (laughs) The city's a nightmare at
1: the moment for
0: traffic. Oh gosh, all the, the, you know, look, the metro tunnel's obviously going to be a good thing and all the roadworks and there 's actually another article in the paper today over the school holidays and Easter. These f- f- train works on virtually oh every line in every direction and it's like well, allow extra time
1: i <laughs> 'm mm, devastated. I missed entirely the Melbourne queer, queer Film Festival centrepiece Gala. Um, because I was just trapped in traffic for so long. But by the time I finally got to Acme, I was just like, there's literally no point finding a park and going in. So I just, oh. I was just like, no, because I so wanted to see the film. But I was just like, I'm just furious at the moment about the traffic across Melbourne. And it's going to be like this for another two to five years or something ridiculous.
0: Well, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, it's a bit of teeth gritting and um, mm. I don't know, Um sort of um a melatonin pill taking at night or something. <laughs> but um in a safe and um um, in, um appropriate way of course. Um so yeah, trans family on next um uh, week and um next Sunday is the Polyvic Social um later in the afternoon, but of course a full day of events at Hazen But um an event in the afternoon for younger people and then a bit of a party in the evening, so for trans and allies. So yeah, um looking forward to that. Joanne, last thoughts on you. No, we've got, I've trapped you in the studio for the whole hour. I
1: <laughs> know, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. My last, my final thoughts. Yeah, oh, I just want to see us all. Why can't we all just get along? No, I mean, but, but <laughs> thanks, but, jo- <laughs> Joanne Springer. <laughs> no, I just think yeah, kindness, compassion, empathy. We we need so much more of that in the world, and you know. I don't know. That's not a great bumper sticker thing to, <laughs> to end my spot on uh, out of the pan. On sorry, but yeah.
0: No, that's fair enough. We, you know, we can, we've got to keep pushing. Um, I think the, the events of the last few years, let's just stick to the Australian context alone, have taught us we can't be complacent ever again. And I mean, even the last twenty. I mean, you know, looking back at the howdy, we thought we'd just keep progressing forever, and we got a big well poking the nose with a sharp stick, so to speak. So I think now we will. One of our regular correspondents, Melina, has um, emailed in fantastic news, read Georgie, Australian television's been too white bread and boring for too many years. Um, <laughs> some people pushing through, as you have mentioned. Um, American television has pushed the boundaries of adversity with more positive and interesting queer characters. So a show like Transcendent includes people of colour as well. We've got a way to go. So I agree with that. But I do feel all the same that we're heading, we're beginning to, I just felt in the last few months that we've, gone back from those horrible few years and we're hanging a u-turn to a better direction Mm. um so yeah we've got to keep pushing for sure and yes lots of kindness but i think we can do it if we just claim your space claim your your space tell your story no apologies dare i say watch for that book on first of april (laughs) and panel on the 13th um joanne thank you so much for coming in good to catch up with you again likewise take it out today with someone who he did fun in his own way um, here's Weird Al Yankovic with a tribute to some 50s music and a song called One More Minute um, with some doo ops Joanne, thanks for coming in again. Come back again.
1: I will. I'd love to. Thank you.
0: Yep. And we'll talk more artsy stuff. Take it out today with Weird Al. Catch you next week live at Hairs and Hyenas for the Big Outside Broadcast. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Golden. I'll catch you on Trans Day of Visibility next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia.